everybody. Welcome back to the conversation series. I am thrilled today to have Sarah Antonelli here with me. She is currently the girls and women's youth and amateur hockey specialist with Carolina Hurricanes. So coming from a place of love, my favorite organization, but I'm so excited to have her here um, and dig into what she does and the growth of girls and women's hockey here in North Carolina. Um, and truly all over the country. So Sarah, thank you so much for uh, taking the time and joining me today. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. It's a beautiful day here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, we, my husband and I have bounced around a little bit since COVID, just finding the right spot. And um, thankfully I can sit outside where it's not too miserable or not too cold. Uh, finally in September. So excited yes. to be here. Um, currently, I'm the girls women's hockey specialist with the Carolina Hurricanes, um, which also got me tied into um, the travel affiliate group, which is called the Carolina Junior Hurricanes. Everything's Canes, Canes, Canes. So I'm pretty much tied to all those all those Canes affiliates uh, that have to do with girls hockey. I love it. And we've been here in Junior Canes for years, but it's so cool to see the growth that it has had truly in expanding to girls and women's, um, which I think has been something that's been talked about for a long time, but to see the action behind it is truly powerful mm -hmm. and incredible. Um, I wanna start with you first because you played hockey um, for quite some time. So how did your hockey story start? When did you become hooked on hockey? So I, I know that you said that your dad was from Michigan. I'm also originally from Michigan and um, up there or anywhere in the north or the northeast is uh, you're playing hockey. And so all my cousins played. I have two cousins that are exactly the same age as me. Um, we, you know, grade school, high school, were always in the same class. And um, so there was a time where we were all three on the same team. So that was fun for our family and all my siblings played etc. So it was just natural for me to pick up the sport. Uh, in Michigan, you pick it up at like, I mean, you start skating by the time you're walking. So four, um, but playing hockey by five and six. So it was just natural. Um, I, and then I know that a lot of women, you know, in these podcasts talk about how there wasn't an all girl opportunity at that time. That's the same for me. So I played boys hockey up until um, my second year of 14U and, uh, and that's when I transitioned to girls hockey. So I played for teams like Little Caesars and Bell Tire and, uh, then had the opportunity to play at Stevenson University, which is in Maryland. Very cool. And getting to play for that Little Caesars team too. I, you know, there's such, we were just talking about it, but there's such history with obnoxious that. colors. <laughs> you can't miss them. I know. I know. Uh, but there's such, we were just talking about, there's such rich history with that team. And I can only imagine mm -hmm. just playing and, and growing up in that organization and playing for that team uh, must, must feel a little crazy, but uh, what, what position were you, what was, uh, what was your specialty? I would say up until 14 U, I was, you know, it, it's good for kids to play every and all positions, except for goalie. Usually those are a little bit more specific. <laughs> Um, but then when I transitioned to girls hockey, I, and it was a little more serious, you're putting a little bit more time and money into it. I, um, I was, I stuck with defense and that was really my role. I was, oh, I, that was always my pick for any sport. I was like, I'm going to be back here. I'm going to be back. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I obviously there's less conditioning. I have a player on my team right now um, that she started off on forward, and I was like, "Hey, I need a defenseman," and she's like, "This is way easier. I'm not going like coast to coast. This is." She's like, "She's like, I should have done this a long time ago." Like, That's where it's at. Stick with the smart me. people are on defense. Yes. <laughs> you've transitioned after you played in college you transitioned to coaching you started um you know playing with the madison square garden company and doing work with them which was essentially the new york rangers um Mm -hmm. their lower teams and then of course you did time with detroit red wings too you're here now what was the transition from playing to coaching for you I um I really started coaching even when I was playing. Um, so there's, um, there's I just it it kind of was within me, and I don't mean to sound conceited, but it was just something that I was passionate about. So it came naturally to me. Nice. I had a lot of great coaches, so for me, like I wanted to be that for somebody else. Um, and it's funny now that I'm coaching, I've I've texted a lot of my old coaches and I'm like, I'm so sorry you had to deal with me. I know that I was a feisty Italian yes. who always said, I know. <laughs> and like, thank you so much. And you know, they didn't have any yeah. stake in the game. They didn't have any kids. So it's, uh, it's been nice to go back to my coaches and hopefully they feel uh, respected and thankful for, for me reaching out. And I just can only hope that I get the same one day. <laughs> I'm a research nerd when I get to have a guest mm. on, but I love mm. getting to see your post of you going against and coaching against coaches that you, you know, played underneath. Yes. What, what is that environment like? Are you, are you like secretly giving eyes to, to the coaches? Like, Hey, I know your tricks or like, what is that like for you? Oh, I totally, the coach that you're talking about, his name is Mike Vigilani and, uh, he was my coach with Beltire, so he was my coach for three years, okay. and uh, somebody that, that I just really looked up to, and a coach whose tendency I fe- yeah. tendencies I feel like I've taken on a little bit, and we actually played, when I was coaching 14U at Little Caesars, we played his 14U team Very cool. with Beltire, yeah. and we won states, and I got to run through the space, and it was so awesome, and I was probably a little inappropriate when I was bragging, but he gets it so it's been really cool and it's just it's such a small world like I'm coaching against coaches that I had I'm coaching against players that I played with I'm coaching with players that I coach it's just like the tier is really fun I, I think that's that's the cool thing about hockey too in this community like everybody's has some connection to everybody no matter oh yeah played for where you're from everybody has spent time with somebody at some point yep yep it's like it you know we go to a tournament and they're i'm bound to know at least somebody or an acquaintance of that team so it's really cool what is your coaching style when you're behind the bench Uh, i feel like it changes with every team um, and the position that i'm in so if i'm an assistant coach just really taking um taking the lead from the head coach and and going off of their vibe and what their message is with the team and trying to be as supportive as possible. But when it comes to head coach, um, again, I think it goes depending on what team that you're with. So right now my 16 U team, um, like history has shown that, you know, they've come out of tournaments with 
two wins and three losses or three wins and two losses. And I've always kind of broken even. And I have a really special team this year. Just um, the stars are kind of aligning and the birth years that are coming together and the coaching styles and the organization, everything's kind of coming together. And I'm trying to change their mindset to like, it's no longer okay to just be mediocre. Like you guys have the opportunity to be a really special team and uh, have a lot of wins under your belt but like but they don't they don't feel that yet they don't understand that yet because that's how it's always been yep so my coaching style this year is really like it's not good enough to lose anymore it's you can't um you can't blame it on the non-traditional market anymore like one of my pre-game speech for pre-game speeches for the first game was like look at who was in the NHL, you know, final four this yeah. past season. It was all non-traditional markets. You have Vegas, Texas, yeah. Florida, and Canes. Those are all teams in the South. Like it's yeah. we're not non-traditional anymore. Yeah. Like stop get that out of your head. So that's kind of my coaching style this year. I've been a little more hardcore so that the girls like understand like you are winners who can be winners. I love it. And to, I mean, to that point, I think it is we're we're gonna get to this and you know, having girls and women's hockey in a non-traditional market. But I think that is, you know, we've had, we've had that tag on us for so long. Um, and I think we'll continue to have that tag on us um, as, you know, we'll always be that team, but it's always so interesting to the point you just made Florida, us, Vegas winning the Stanley cup. Yeah. I mean, I, it's so hard to have that conversation with people and be like non-traditional versus traditional. There was no traditional happening in the Stanley cup in the past year or so. Um, It's something that I wish we could move away from, but I don't think. I know it's (laughs) like just one of those titles. I can't think of a comparison, but you know what I mean? It's just like one of those titles you can't shake. It's like you do something when you're a kid and your grandparent brings it up again and you're like oh my god I was a kid when I did that like come on yeah yeah women's and girls hockey I first just want to get into the growth that we have had in this area of hockey you know we were talking about it beforehand there didn't used to be this kind of circle and momentum around girls and women's hockey we people a team started making these initiatives to get more involved with girls and women's hockey where have you seen the growth and the momentum take girls and women's hockey no matter if it's with your time with hurricanes detroit whatever it may be that's a tough question it's just there's been so many different angles um i think in york um which was my first yeah. NHL job. Um, they had a really great marketing team and I had a really great boss who just like pretty much took over the entire tri-state. He made really great relationships, um, with every rink there. Um, and, and they bought in the rinks bought yeah. in. So anything girl related, they were like, go to the junior Rangers. And so, um, I think having really great relationships and maintaining those great relationships is what really helps in New York yeah, yeah. and having a really great leader, great uh, boss. I think in Detroit, I mean, it, when we talk about non-traditional and traditional, it was a very yeah. traditional market. Yeah. So, you know, and, you know, similar to what I said, they've been playing since they were little. So that one was kind of easy. Um, 
they Detroit was already doing its thing. So for me to step yeah. into that role, it was really just like maintaining and yeah. um, uh, just creating my own relationships in that space, in that area and reconnecting with old friends. And then with uh, the hurricanes, um, Alyssa Gallardi was in my, my position before and um, she was such a great leader Although everyone knows here, I mean, obviously she's from North Carolina. She went and played um, at Shattuck St. Mary's in, oh. in, um, in Minnesota because the opportunities weren't as elite at that point. So she had to take her, her uh, skills elsewhere. Yep. But um, her coming back and working in this role and really building the foundation for this program and getting that really great base uh, is what has really helped me to hit the ground running when I, when I came here about a year ago and the momentum has just kept going up and up and up. And, uh, it's really from the first goal program. That's what really starts anything youth hockey here. Um, girls, boys, diverse, et cetera. Um, is that first goal program. It's just, uh, it's a, it's for $295. You get a full set of equipment. We have an equipment fitting day at PNC. It's a really good experience. You get different perks with being part of the program, two free tickets, six skating sessions. And that's, that's an NHL um, initiative that all the teams have taken on, but the Canes and Shane Willis do a really nice job with that. And so that really sets the foundation. I and what I have an appreciation for about the Hurricanes organization is the buy-in from alumni and from it, you were just talking about it like Shane Shane has an an amazing relationship whether it be broadcasting or inside working with the one goal program and that's what I love about this organization and, and I'm sure there's that's happening with others as well but it's it's more apparent with us the buy-in from alumni and people who have been part of this team for so long and i think that speaks mm-hmm. volumes uh, justin williams has his own thing going on and i think yep. it's just incredibly cool um yeah all of it that uh that the hurricanes have going on yeah a lot of the alumni are actually coaching with the junior canes which is really cool to see and um obviously i have another colleague his name is is thomas and he coaches, I believe it's 12 AAA or 11. I can't I always mess that up. Um, but, you know, Rod's son plays for his team yeah. and so does Fern's uh, child. So they hop on the ice and there, yeah. it's just, it, everybody's at Invisalign Arena. That's, yes. <laughs> talk about branding. Everybody's at Invisalign Arena. That's the place to be. That's, yeah. that's the best rink in town and yes. everybody's pinch, pinch, pitching in when they can. Yeah. Shane does everything though. Shane is like a Swiss army knife. I (laughs) I remember last, I still remember last year we went to, my dad and I went to go pick up our bibs for the Canes 5k and he was behind the table, like handing out bibs to people. I'm like, dude, what are you doing here? (laughs) Yeah. Right. He's a very boots on the ground uh, type of leader. It's, it's really awesome. I mean, yeah. anything that we're doing, he's doing, there's nothing like above or below his pay grade. I he love does it all. What is, what is something exciting that's maybe happening this year or that has been happening 
with girls and women's hockey that you were just really amped up about that you're excited um that's kind of fueling your world right now yeah I, i'm not sure if you've seen um that the two women's leagues professional yes. women's leagues have merged and it feels like there's just really great momentum behind that the pwhl um it's had like four different names obviously yeah. just with the two different teams and yeah. the uh and the former nwhl changed to phf and now yeah. they're the pwhl yeah. and then it was the pwhpa all these like acronyms, all the acronyms but, um, yeah, I'm glad we're moving on to bigger and better. It looks like there's a lot of uh, NHL support behind it. Um, I think the Minnesota team actually is playing out of the Excel Center, which is where the Wild play. So I, it's just, it's just, you know, it feels like yeah. finally uh, we've proved to everybody that uh, women's hockey is, is worth watching and uh, always having that rivalry series between Canada and the U.S. Yeah. That's what's really built. Yep that momentum and people are finally like okay like this is really entertaining to watch yeah. um they're still very physical even though there's not checking yeah. um but it's really physical and there's there is a great rivalry between those two teams and so yeah. between that series and uh the new league it's really great that the girls have somewhere to to look forward to yeah i'm i'm extremely excited it was it was the talk of the town um and the six cities dr dropping i think it's going to be fantastic um and i'm excited to see the strategy behind it how it's put together what it looks like i'm extremely excited to see how this all comes together um now yeah. that they've made the big announcement yeah and, and they've made, been making a lot of posts recently and there's some really great leaders behind it like yes it's so you know, yeah. leadership is a, is a game changer. Important. Yep. I'm extremely excited to see it. I want to go back to hurricanes and this, uh, this, this initiative that the NHL has done. I want to just ask how, what is the process of bringing kids into, uh, the movement, the initiative, what does that process look like? How are you guys getting the word out? Honestly, the first goal program has, which, as I mentioned, is where yeah. most the majority of players in North Carolina begin. Yeah. Um, it's really sold itself. Um, our yeah. marketing team has been really great about following yeah. up with us. But honestly, we send one little email to, to our youth hockey database and it's sold yeah. out. It's just um, it's booming right now. It kind yeah. of sells itself. Um, but I mean, I've, I've been with other teams that, you know, that momentum isn't on an upward trajectory and it's difficult. So, yeah. I mean, social yeah. media for sure is a big one. Um, some teams have a separate youth hockey account and then, uh, the big team account. So, you know, posting a lot on the youth, youth hockey accounts, but then, uh, pushing that information through the big account when you can, obviously they have their own calendar they're working off of for the big team. Uh, social media, though, that's a big one. Uh, website, making sure our website's up to date and all those links are working properly. And, <laughs> um, and you know, obviously with Shane uh, being in the position he's in, he can oftentimes bring that to TV as well. So yep. it's it's done well here. For for you, you've done 12U, 12U you've done 14U, 19U. Is there one that you're like, yep, this is my group. I love to coach this, like whatever the age is. Is there a favorite? I'm going to make you pick a children here. <laughs> uh, I know there's such like pros and cons of all age groups. Yeah. I really like the 12s because 
at 12 you is really where you're like, okay, am I going to take this more seriously or is this just a fun sport for me? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, coaching 12 you girls, like they haven't hit that ornery spot yet. So they're like, yes, coach, yes, coach. I really respect you. <laughs> I was really, really worried about the 14U team with Little Caesars. I was like, oh, that's like right when they hit puberty. I'm yep. just like scared. They're going to be too moody. Yeah. Um, and there were definitely were some girls, but, and I definitely did see those like mood swings, but I had a really great group. Um, um, I enjoyed the 19U team as well, but you know, the majority of those players have already committed to schools. Yeah. And so I don't get to be a part of that, that yeah. college scouting communication yeah. process. So I would have to say 16 so far is, okay. has been my favorite because you get that competitiveness. You've got yeah. the buy-in because they're, you know, at 16, yeah. like you're either in this or you're not, it's a lot yeah. of money. So they're bought in and uh, I get to be a part of that, that Very college cool. relationship and sending them off to the, the best fit. Very cool. 12 and 14. That's like, it's the weird in between where you're like, this could be a really bad attitude. Day, this <laughs> yeah. Really good one. Yeah. And thankfully when I was at 12, you like, it was just a tournament team. So I wasn't, you know, practicing day in and day out with the girls. So whereas with the 14 U team, you know, it was like two, three practices a week and traveling with them. And <laughs> but it was fun. They were good girls. They were yeah. really good girls. Passionate. Yeah. That's how we explain it. There you they go. They were passionate. I, one of my favorite things to, to ask people in your position in, in this sports world, sports world is a, a massive mentorship avenue from being mentored yourself to now in a position where you can mentor others. What, what's the important, like, what did you learn from your mentors that maybe you're carrying forward? What's, what's that like in your mind? Um, be receptive to feedback. That's huge because if, if you're not hearing it from somebody else, you, you're obvious, you obviously think you're doing the best that you possibly can. So if you don't hear that feedback from others and just making sure they know like, Hey, I'm receptive to feedback. I want to soak it all up. Like, please be transparent with me. Um, I think also just making the most of those connections. Um, you never know what that connection can do for you. Yeah. Um, so just be respectful, be a kind person. Cause you, I mean, even like at event level, like some people are wearing sweatpants and you're like, Oh my God, that was the owner of a company or like, that was the, yeah. uh, you know, head coach. And you just, yeah. you wouldn't know. Cause they're just walking around like casuals. I remember, and you know, like the NHL isn't as popular at, you know, it's like football, American football. Yes. So I think like those players are a little bit more recognizable, but, and unless you see someone like the hot shots, like McKinnon or Sidney Crosby or, you know, yeah, I don't know, whoever uh, else, somebody, yeah, <laughs> all the guys I was, I was thinking, um, Ovechkin, it wouldn't come off. Yeah, I got you. Um, but I remember someone was telling me when I was working for New York that Mika Zibanejad like lived two blocks away and yeah. he would literally just walk to the rink during game days and not a single person would like come up to him because he's just like he's wearing a um, a suit just like everybody else in New yeah. York and he's just minding his business and and he's like a unique looking guy like he doesn't That's look like every other dude yeah yeah so I think people if Bernsey was walking around people would recognize him <laughs> for sure 
he's a little exactly. he's a little identifiable but i think anywhere else i completely agree with you. <laughs> yeah yeah even like when i wasn't working for the canes or yeah. i mean i yeah he's one of those that i think i would have been able when yeah. he was playing for san jose and i wasn't even a san jose fan yes didn't watch any of their games whatever like i would definitely be able to pick him out of the crowd <laughs> yes no but i think uh i think to the point you were saying about mentorship um i always tell people too i'm like be kind to everybody because mm -hmm. you have mm -hmm. no idea how that person will help you in life no matter who it is they will know someone yeah. that you don't and want to be connected to and it's right crazy yeah oh a small it truly is a small world small world yeah and i've certainly like made that mistake before especially like my, with my first job in new york it was just so go 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 that there would be times that you know maybe i would kind of just blow somebody off or be distracted in the conversation right, right. and i think back to those times but uh, that's part of it too and that's something that yeah. i wanted to say is like as i'm a little bit older now and have a little bit more experience um i'm i'm working with a lot of young individuals like just entering the space and um they, they get so overwhelmed with the mistakes that they made and, and that's that's the only way that you're going to learn that's i mean in the sports world you're really just thrown into things i mean there's yeah. not too much training because it's every situation is different so those mistakes are going to happen and even in my new director role with the junior canes like yeah. i've made a ton of mistakes um, and I'm asking for a lot of feedback and I'm like yeah. bothering the executive directors yes, of the junior yes. teams, but like, like, I feel like I'm, I just communicated this with them the other day. I was like, I feel like I'm finally like, it's yeah. only been a couple months and I feel like I'm finally, okay, I have the answers to the questions yeah. now. I know how to handle X, Y, and Z. So it just takes a, a little bit of time. It doesn't no. even take a long time. It but does. Don't I, get too hard on yourself. <laughs> I think the the giving yourself grace is a statement that a lot of people say, but it's one that means so much. I I'm in yeah. a I just started a new job a couple months ago in a completely different yeah. industry for me, so it's one I was like drinking out of the fire. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> just absolutely trying to immerse myself in this new yeah. industry, trying to learn. But I was I I said the same thing. I was like last week i was like i finally feel like i'm not drinking out of the fire yes. as much because i understand what's going on i got my feet i got a foundation right. i was like it's still absolute chaos i said yeah <laughs> i at least feel like it's a managed chaos for me that i that i right. have an understanding so to your point like right. it's it asks the dumb people say dumb questions i'm like ask the dumb questions ask oh yeah whatever questions it is because yeah it's going to get you to that end point yeah. and to of be course. successful and to learn yeah. it's important. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, I've gotten used to bothering people or, or what I thought was bothering people, but you know, I am also in that position where I have people that are asking me a lot of questions and yeah. it doesn't bother me. So I don't know, understand why I have that perspective when yeah. I'm asking others a thousand questions. Yes. Well, Sarah, my last question for you is just what inspires you? Mm, I like to stay moving. I like to stay moving. Um, I like to be, although it's it's overwhelming drinking from that fire hose, it seems like there's a new challenge every month. Um, but what I'm really just trying to focus on is I'm still in my 20s, a couple more years to my 30s. And that's kind of like, 
that's where my goals lie right now um is at that 30s then when i reach 30 it's a whole other set of goals but right now i'm just trying to like still be in that in-between spot where i'm a follower and a leader at the same time i'm trying to stay in that soft space so that i'm always learning but i'm also like giving back to to some of the some of the beginners as well so i, I just like to keep moving have my hands on a couple different things keep yeah. those connections um and yeah i just love hockey obviously yeah. i can't get enough of it love it <laughs> i love it um you and i would get along very well i am like I've, I've been here my entire life but i'm like i'm always going i'm like i have always yeah. put my hand in something and yes. My, my parents look at me like I'm nuts. I'm like, you don't understand how my mind, like I just love being able to be part of things and yeah. stuff like this and have conversations with people and whatever it may be. I'm right. like, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and to have conversations around hockey makes it even better for yeah, me. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I think as like, I think as women, you know, we, um, you know, I'm, I'm married. I've been with, my husband for six, I think going on seven years. And like, obviously once you get married, everyone's asking like, when are you having kids? When are you have kids? You know, it's always something like, first yes. it's like, when are you getting married? And then you're married and it's like, when are you having kids? When you have kids and it's like, when are you retired? I don't know. What's yeah. the next question? Oh yeah, all of it. So yeah, I, I, there's, I've kind of like pushed off those people. I, I know they're not asking, I mean, the, you know, our parents just want grandkids and yeah. our friends just want to see us happy and yeah. um whomever else like they're not doing it maliciously Malicious. but you know as women we have this like ticking we have this clock and so i'm just trying to do as much as i can in my 30 or my 20s leading up to my 30s because i know at some point i'm going to have to slow down a little bit to have kids yeah. <laughs> sarah i can't thank you enough for taking the time to talk with me today and to uh, dive into your world a little bit more. Uh, if you guys do not follow Sarah, all of her socials are going to be linked down below. So you can follow her and uh, all the incredible work her and her team are doing and uh, girls and women's hockey. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah, for joining me today. Absolutely. It was nice chatting with you and, and a fellow Kaniac. Yes. <laughs> well, Sarah, thank you so much. Um, as always, I will see you guys right here next time. Bye y'all. We'll see ya.